Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 14 of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. I like it. I like it a lot. One man... With one microphone, whose favorite flavor of crisps is salt and vinegar. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Um, in this session, I want to answer a question that I received in the Trailer Music School community uh, regarding starting out, composing, getting your ideas out. Uh, this was in response to something I was saying about um, sitting down and just writing and not critiquing, just getting the sounds out and letting them fly, seeing what sticks, you know, and not editing. Um, and the question was, how do you do this when you're working on a sound design album? Uh, as in, if you're trying to find new and original sounds, how do you then sort of approach the composition stage the structuring stage with that um, which I think is actually an excellent question because you know sometimes we're not all working with preloaded templates and uh, wonderful samples recorded courtesy of Spitfire Audio sometimes we're working with sound design and our own sounds um, so I want to revisit that with this in mind what do I do as a composer when I'm approaching sound design cues um, and the answer is twofold. Uh, the first one is uh, I approach it firstly with a sense of play. Uh, if I've got a brief to do some tracks for a sound design album or do an entire sound design album myself, it's usually organic sound design because that's the way I, I work. Uh, I don't always start by just writing a cue in, in the manner that I've taught when I say about just sitting down right, don't edit, boom, track, right, don't edit, boom, track. I sometimes sit down with this in mind. Today's session is going to be finding cool sounds and or creating cool sounds. So I'll have a session. It's kind of like my template building session where I sit down and I go through either the sample libraries I have or the synths I have and I find sounds that are appropriate for what I want to achieve. So, you know, if as soon as I find a sound, again, I don't think about it beyond, like, that's cool, I load up a new channel. That's cool, load up a new channel. Again, not critiquing too much. And I, also, I, I don't really want to spend too much time fiddling with the synths, because that's not the way I roll. You might, however, go into a synth, open it, create a sound. That's cool, load up a new synth, create a new sound. And it's the same with me when it comes to recording my own samples. I will record a bunch of sounds with the intention of then loading them into my door and into Logic and then creating either just a, literally a channel with that sound, that audio file on or then creating an instrument, a very quick instrument in contact that I can then use for that project and further projects in the future. But the key there is, again, not to edit 
what you're doing just to keep loading new sounds and finding new sounds and just have fun with it because you know it's like when you're a kid and you go to a toy shop you're just like oh my gosh there's so many cool things here that I could play with and that's what you want you want your template for a sound design cue and obviously for any other cue you do as a trailing musician to excite you so that when you load up one of those sounds that you found the moment you play a single note you go yes track I've got an idea and, and you roll and you want those sounds that you find to fire you into excitement to get the flow of inspiration going so it's really really important that you, that you have this fun session of finding sounds now again I don't tend to mix that in my cues I don't have to I don't tend to have little sessions of that at the start I usually do that at the start where I at the start of an album or a project where I create a template or at least create a starting logic file that has all the cool sounds I like now it might be a little bit different so for instance the throat albums I do for elephant music I obviously have my template which has the percussion sounds I like and then and the risers that I've created for myself but obviously I'm going to be recording my cello and my violin myself so I will be either adding playing the cello into that fun session where I just have a session where I sit down with the cello and just record a load of riffs or I would uh, take those cool sounds that I started to build in my template and just bring my cello to the table uh, when I start to write because as, as, obviously it's an instrument and a sound an exciting sound in and of itself uh, a good example of this is the way we wrote Throat 3. Um, so we obviously wrote Throat 2, that was a solo cello most of the time, and that was very successful, so we went, let's do Throat 3, let's do more cellos. We did three cellos and a double bass. Uh, so rather than going into the recording session with these guys, uh, with a ton of tracks that they then just play through, start to finish, I went in there with ideas, and I just got them to play a ton of sounds, that I thought would sound exciting. And in the session, you know, we did obviously a ton of risers that were filthy and amazing. And we did loads of crazy things, like playing the cello with uh, uh, bags of sugar or playing the cello with little bits of wood uh, just, to get the, just to get that exploration, that fun going. And it's that same thing. We're going in with an open mind and not editing what we're doing. We're going in just to have fun with it. Uh, and that's what you must do. You know, you must find a way to uh, write. But when you when I say write, I mean commit a fun sound that you like to your project without editing it, without getting too like, well, oh, that sounds a bit too raspy. You know, don't do that now. Just get the cool sounds going. Just load them up. Load up tons of sounds. Basically, it's kind of like smash and grab. You've got a two-hour session to go into your computer and find as many cool sounds as you possibly can, uh, and then run and go. Done. Because actually, I find that when I do that, I've limited myself to the sounds I have, so that when it does come to editing those sounds, I'm then more creative because of the limitation. Because remember, guys, limitation on your project is a spark for your imagination, for your creativity. Um, whether you agree with me or not, that is what I have found to be true, and I have found that to be true in all of my teaching as well. Uh, when there has been a limitation imposed, the results have often been much more interesting.
you know like for instance when i give my tra- trailer composer students uh, a brief that's like give me a, an epic music track and i give them a load of references in that uh the problems then start to arise. Oh, I've got so many brass libraries to choose from, so many articulations, so many string libraries, and then everyone just panics that they haven't got the best library and they haven't got the best sound and they don't focus on the writing. Whereas when you go, okay, guys, you can't use any other libraries except this, write. All of a sudden, you get all these wonderful creative responses and you really see the creativity of the composers coming out. So, yeah, it's it's a really long-winded way to say uh, I start by having a fun playing session. (laughs) Uh, and you know that's the way I like to keep it because I want to keep my job fun because first of all it is blooming fun it's so much fun to make sounds and make music for a living but then when you can have sessions where you just sit down and play what you know just press record with the microphone and you know a little toy glockenspiel and have a go it's awesome I mean, isn't that so cool that you can sit down and do that? Uh, well, I, I'm very blessed to be able to say that I can do that. Some of you might be doing the old side hustle, which is obviously what you know that I have done for many years too. And uh, hats off to you chaps. It's not an easy one. Um, but remember, keep the fun alive with your tracks. Keep the fun alive within these sessions. Don't get bogged down and scared of writing. Um, if you can just have a session in sound design work where you find sounds and create sounds in the most open-minded way um again remember what i said oh that's cool save it start a new one oh that's cool save it start a new one and by this by the time you finish that session you will have countless instruments that are sounding awesome and then obviously you can go back with your nerdy critical eye you know put the glasses on uh and uh I can say that because I do actually have the glasses on. Uh, I put the glasses on and then sit down and go, hmm, well, how can I improve these sounds? And that's a different mindset altogether. You know, you've done the smash and grab and now you're choosing the best sounds and what sounds would be best for what. You know, how can I, uh, how can I make this sound sound like this? How can I make this sound sound like that? So that's basically it. It's, the answer is template creation template creation but make it fun make it fun uh, and because the, then what you can do is you each time you create a template you've got a weapon in your arsenal and that's amazing it's a huge 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 bonus to have that uh, and remember guys keep it fun keep enjoying what you're doing um it's a bit of a short one today but um i think it's a real necessary one especially for those of you who work in sound design uh don't forget to explore and have fun with it um, and also try a couple of wild cards try some instruments you've never tried before or uh, try a recording way that you've never tried before uh, you know the way you do as a kid you know you'd be like what happens when I do this obviously I don't know why I was really deep voice as a kid that wasn't true um, do, what, do I, what happens when I do this you know that type of thing I've turned into Stewie haven't I um, what happens when I do this Mr. Man um, think about how you can bring that fun into those sessions uh, it's really important because then that fun will put wonderful energy into your session and that energy will then feed through all your tracks and feed through to the listener energy is huge and it will travel across space and time okay anyway um enough of that thank you so much for taking your time to listen to me um jibber jabber um and i really do hope you got something out of it it's again i, I like to think it's they small tidbits you know i'm not I'm not supplying you a massive three-course meal here i'm giving you a little snack here's a little here's a little pot of raisins in uh, musical terms you know for you to uh, snack on a mull over um and uh take to your 
trailer music practice. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen, guys. You are totally awesome, and I so very, very much appreciate it. See ya! Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.